Welcome to the Humans of Real Estate, your weekly podcast chatting with real estate industry professionals. We bring you top performing individuals to showcase their knowledge and expertise in the business to help others learn and grow. Here's your hosts, Kobe Clark Jacobs and Emily Wallace. On today's show, we have none other than Sam Maley, Buxton's youngest director ever. Joining Buxton at just 19, Sam's hard work and commitment to property has landed him at this level with ease. Sam's impressive energy and enthusiasm has helped him go far with his impressive real estate career. He is also a man of many talents, a talented footballer in the local community and quite the people's person. We are very excited and honoured to have him on today's episode. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thank you, girls. Now, just before we got started, in addition to football, you mentioned something around surfing as well. Yes. Are you, are you a pro surfer or you're a keen surfer? I'm probably more a keen surfer <laughs> than a pro surfer. No, I like to get away. I like to get away and and, uh, and get in the water. It uh, allows me to turn off and and just uh, take it all in. So yeah, yeah it's I'm, I'm an avid surfer. So um, as Kobe mentioned, you were or are one of Buxton's youngest directors, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Um, I told you you're going to make me blush at some <laughs> stage and it's happening now. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, blush away. Um, how how did that happen? Take us back to when you actually, like you've been Buxton from day one, is that right? Yeah, so I started um, in real estate when I was 19 and you think about it now and 19 is a pretty slender age to start in real estate. Mm. Um, so I started alongside now my business partner, Chris Hassel, um, and really learnt the ropes with him. And uh, got a lot out of it. So, yeah, I um, entered into directorship uh, at the age of 24 mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, only well, never really looked back since then. That's pretty cool. And very, I guess, a testament to obviously the people around you at Buxton for you because, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of chopping and changing in real estate. Um, there can be if the culture's not right, if the flow's not right, if people think they can do better um, at another agency, then there's a there's a lot of movement. But um, from what I've seen, and obviously from what I've just heard from you, sounds like there's a great culture there that that people stick around. That's the best thing about it. I'm in business, not just with my business partners, but really my best mates. So um, we literally do everything together. And I think, um, yeah, when you mention and you, you see, there's a lot of chopping and changing in real estate. I mean, it's not quite common with us. Mm-hmm. I think the 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 traits of our um, of our culture. Uh, you know, you start as a cadet and then you move forward and you really just go through the business that way and, and we, that's what we pride ourselves on, our culture, our training and um, having sort of those juniors, so to speak, really just be the backbone of your business moving forward. 100%. How come you decided to join real estate? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So I studied um, construction management at Deakin in Geelong uh, for a year and um Dealing with tradesmen just wasn't my thing in the end. Um, and, you know, my grandfather used to do quite a bit of development sort of down um, the Bass Coast, like Inverloch and and everything like that. So I always had a, a keen sort of eye on property. And um, I like to think of myself as the as a real people's person. Mm. So that's certainly something that I um, I really grabbed with both hands and, and sort of thought of real estate when I got into it as a bit of an apprenticeship. You know, you've got to work hard early. You've got to put in the hours. So I was trying to juggle football and and um, and real estate and, um, you know, getting home at sort of 11 o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and mm. starting your day at 7 a.m. just wasn't for me. So mm. I had to commit to it and, um, once again, just haven't looked back. And you mentioned down in Geelong you were starting your study. Are you Where are you originally from? 
what, what took you too long? Are you from there or you, I thought you were, might have been from the other side of the city. I am. Yeah, yeah okay. I am. Yeah. So Aspendale. I grew up in yeah. Aspendale. Mum yeah. and dad are still there and they love it there. Um, and I went, so I went to school at St. Bede's yeah. uh, originally and then uh, on to Caulfield Grammar for year 11 and year 12. Yeah. So it was a commute yes. um, and wow. it was pretty tough. So I, I, the books weren't for me. Yeah. And no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, so then moving, I mean, along the journey, um, you know, you mentioned you treated it as an apprenticeship that first, you know, couple of years in real estate and learning the ropes. What what did you learn the most in the in those first sort of twelve months? What was the biggest learning curve for you? Coming to an industry you've never been in before, you liked property, but you obviously hadn't transacted property before. What was that like? Yeah, very difficult early because you're talking to people that are, you know, a couple of decades older than you. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was uh, creating relationships and treating every post like a winner. Mm-hmm. And I think there is certainly a lot of upside to young people in real estate because they're keen, they're hungry, and you really learn on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about just, you know, putting forward to people the why you and, and, and why you're beneficial to, to helping them through the transaction. But for me to lie and say it wasn't tough, mm. um, it's not the case. I think it was all about creating rela- relationships along the way, um, treating every client you meet like they're your last mm. and they're your only client mm. and that way you create raving fans and and um, that's that repeat and referral business that we, we now take advantage of, which is good. In terms of, I guess, you know, starting out young, um, You've stayed with it. You've built relationships out that, you know, obviously you could have repeat clients now possibly that, you know, have bought from you and want to sell um, or, you know, recommendations from the area. Outside of that, where do you see the biggest growth in people um, coming to you, you know, as uh, as an agent, you know, and actually getting you into appraiser property? Yeah, so the biggest growth or, or the biggest change. Mm. So yeah, I think a, a lot of it now. Um, and you, you've got me on social media. Mm. I don't, I don't flood it. Mm. Um, but what I do do is I, with certain listings that I get in in different areas, I always put them on social media because a lot of my a lot of my referrals come from people within my circle. Mm-hmm. So um, 85% of my business now is referral. Wow. So I think. Um, what it is is people that are close to me and know me well refer me like I went to one last week in East Bentley. It's a friend's parents um, and it's 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 really good business. It's the business you enjoy and it's probably why you get into real estate mm. because you like working for people that you want to work with mm. versus making a 1,000 phone calls a week, cold calling, and that's really why people get out of real estate. That's why it's such a high turnover job is because you get told no, 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 no so mm. many times mm. and, yes, Every no you get is close to a yes. We've heard that all before. <laughs> but it, it's not enjoyable. No. And it's certainly not sustainable as well. Yeah, totally agree with yeah. you there. Yeah. How do you deal with any rejection you may get? Yeah, I think um, doing it at such a young age, you're used to it. So hearing it so many times when you're younger, um, having like really good mentors like Chris Hassel growing up, through the business, um, it was essentially, Sam, like spin more plates, mate. Like get, mm. get back on the phone or, or get back in front of people and, and just keep kicking on. So I think that there's a few things like you, you've got to have uh, a mentor and you really need some support and that's why at our business we're really lucky to work with people we do. Mm. Um, but dealing with no's is just part of it and I think you got to pick yourself up. Naturally, it used to rule my whole day, mm-hmm. but it's not a bad day now. It's just a bad moment. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're on to the next. 
So um, you, you just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great, you know, advice as well for people. It's not about making a bad day if you get a no. It's a bad moment. Move on, pick things up and, and keep moving forward. I think that's great. We ask everybody this question um, and it's always interesting to see what they come out with. But um, cast your mind back or maybe it's been recently to a, a tricky transaction. Like why was it tricky? What made it difficult? You don't have to disclose names or addresses if you don't want to, but we'd be keen to hear, um, yeah, your hardest transaction that you've had today. Well, there's not just one. Okay. So, I mean, when I think of tough transactions, I think of all the high-density stuff mm. that I've sold. So, and for people listening, your high-density stuff is more your apartment sites and you're dealing with developers. So, the reason they're difficult is because instead of having one vendor, you've got three or four families mm. that live next door to each other. Right. So, you've got literally eight decision makers, eight different opinions, mm. and then you've got a buyer it's got a differing opinion to all of that. So it's all about keeping everyone on board. And I think it's not managing expectations, but it's more managing emotions Mm. because a lot of them are family homes that they've been in for years. And um, we're not talking sort of, you know, $100,000 sales. We're talking multi-million dollar sales. And um, and trying to manage people around money is always a difficult thing. Um, but then managing their emotions as well to making sure that everyone's in check because if there's one person that gets their nose out of joint, that deal's done. Mm. So I think the high-density ones are probably the most difficult. Um, we've been lucky enough to do a few of them, um, you know, in, on East Boundary Road and East Bentley. I've done a number of them in Nicholson Street in Bentley. Mm. I've got one on the market at the moment in Glenorm Avenue in McKinnon. Um, there's a few of them. They're always the most difficult, mm. but they're also the most rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. What would be your proudest moment in real estate? Proudest moment would probably be um, entering to directorship mm. um, at the age of 24. And it was one of those sort of things where it, it was sort of like a, um, it was a moment in time where you, you sort of cast your mind back and you're like all those, all those hours, <laughs> all those no's, you know, um, and, and doing your apprenticeship and then all of a sudden you're, you're there. But not only being a director of a company or a, a, a brand like Buxton but entering into it with your best mates, mm. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, because it's every loss that we have, we have it together. Mm. Every victory is is a hard felt one as well. Mm. So entering into that, um, a, geez, a few years ago now, um, <laughs> was um, was certainly a really good win for me. Definitely, and look, something certainly to be proud of. I think. How did it change from being, you know, sales consultant? at Buxton to director at Buxton. What's, I know you mentioned about the t- it's a team thing, you know, because you're part of the company now. So everyone else's business now matters to you more, but what was the biggest shift for you in the way you sort of operated or went about things when you, you changed into, into being a director? I think that's the thing. I think there's a, like a perceived um, opinion where all of a sudden your title changes. So you're a different person or you mm. do things differently. Mm. Um, I think the thing there is I get paid to list and sell. Yes, I'm a business owner, but my objective is to list and sell property. Mm. So not much did change. I think naturally people see you as a director and naturally they think, okay, great. But at the same time, you know, I'm just a person. I put on a suit like the rest of the guys and girls (laughs) in the office. 
Um, you know, I'd go to bed at night like them as well. Mm. So it, it, it was more so um, it was great recognition but I think whether I was um, a sales assistant or, or sales consultant or director, I yeah. think my clients would know me pretty well that I think humility and being humble is probably the biggest thing. Mm. Um, very easy to be someone my age and, and, and be um, quite um, boisterous with it, <laughs> to be polite. But I, I don't think it's the way. It's not me. It's yeah. not the way I was brought up and, um, and I think that's probably what separates me from yeah. a lot of others in yeah. our industry anyway. <laughs> definitely. I think that's a that's a definitely a fair call. Um and yeah, I'm sure as you mentioned, sometimes with the title comes more of a boisterous sort of throwing it around type of thing. Bravado. You know? yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's plenty of them in our industry. Yeah. That's for sure. But um yeah, it's it's good to hear that that's, you know, your fundamentals still remain the same no matter what title Correct. you've held. So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 But I think and sorry to interrupt, but no, sort of going on from that as well is um I've always been an inclusive sort of person. Mm. So whether you're part of a football team or whether whatever it might be growing up, it's one of those things where I've always got around people. I always want to know how their day's going, how I can assist them. It, but it's probably just more my nature than anything else. And I think that's why naturally I've fallen into the role is because I think without if we've got one weak link in our company mm. or someone's not doing the right thing or someone's not feeling well, um, even just getting around because we've just gone through a tough time. Mm. Um, it's really important to get around and see how your how your team's feeling because mm. um, you know if there's one person that's down, really it affects the rest of the team. So I think it's really about getting around people and that morale. Um, but I think naturally it's just what I've always done, whether it's a sales consultant or, or a director. What's your favourite thing to do, like as a team at Buxton? Uh, Thing, favorite thing to do as a team? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I tell you what, like we um, we we get together and we we have a lunch every now and then, mm. not not lately, but mm. I think um, just meeting each other outside of work and sort of sitting down and having a bit of a yak and and, and just talking about life um, because this business is pretty full on. Mm. Um, you, it, you, sometimes you forget to stop and just realize how lucky you are and fortunate you are to be in your position. Mm. Um, and really just appreciating one another. So we do a lot of things outside work and um, whether it's going surfing with Chris sort of tomorrow, Friday, <laughs> um, you know, there, there, there's certain things that I love doing um, with people because um, you'll notice that once people leave the workplace, there's this stress that just goes mm. and all of a sudden that's where the avenues open up and we've always sort of mentioned all the best business decisions we've made have been out of the office. Yeah where we're sort of talking and um, and really opening up and working out, okay, well, how can we improve this? Um, how are we going to get from from here to here? Mm. How are we going to increase our market share? Um, because it's all it's all about people within the business mm. as opposed to the numbers that we hear about all the time, as we mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Just to touch on, well, not so much numbers but metrics, it's interesting. So one thing we sort of asked of some other people on the podcast is what – measure of success do they have for themselves that probably isn't a, isn't a monetary one um but their output like one person we had on here was talking about you know the number of outbound call was made in a week and what the minimum is and and those sorts of things what sort of what do you strive for that's a sort of a metric based thing that that helps you keep on track um with with output yeah it's a good question because i mean um 
back in the day it was always oh, you've got to make 150 database calls mm. and you've got to get to this many appraisals and then if you make this many calls and you get to this many appraisals, this is what you're going to write. Mm. Um, obviously I've got metrics and, um, and, and goals yeah. but I think um, what I try and do is I block out time mm. to make some calls but I'm not a big phone caller. Okay. So I yep. don't make a hell of a lot of calls. I probably make 50 a week yep. tops yep. as far as database goes. Um, but what I aim to do is I now, because we can, I like to catch up with two really good clients every week for a coffee. Yeah. So that's probably more me where um, and we just chat about life mm. um, and naturally being there as a person before a real estate agent, you probably heard from me heard me say that a few times mm, but mm. I think that's what I concentrate on the human element and um and really the rest there obviously I've got my targets yeah. and everything like yeah. that but I think they really follow on from that human element um and and meeting with people and actually showing a genuine interest in them versus um you know calling every six months and saying is it time now is it time yeah. now is it time now <laughs> so I think um you know and I think with, with a lot of the guys and girls in the office, we all sit down and we all do our goals. Mm. Um, we say, okay, well, you know, put this on your office door because then you're accountable um, and you'll have your professional goals, you'll have your financial goals, you'll mm. have your personal goals um, and, you know, and they're all different. But I think for me it's more so, um, you know, just just being able to get up day to day, feel good and, um, and, and really just changing people's lives because mm. I know, Emily, you love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why we do what we do is 100%. because um, one day you get up and then the, that same night you go to bed, you can change people's lives in a, mm. in a click of a finger. Mm. So I think that's that's probably the biggest thing for me. Yeah, definitely. I think people underestimate like, yes, we're in an industry and, yes, we have, you know, roles with the industry. People underestimate the impact of that. I think it's not until you have clients circle back and you get the feedback from them or even just like the, oh, my God, I can't believe we got that result or, you know, that means we can now do X, Y, Z um, once they've sold their property or now that they've bought a property. It's really cool. Like it's very cool to be part of. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. You bring that up now, it's just sort of light bulb moment. I spoke with a client that I sold for in um, in Bentley mm. and um, I, uh, I was speaking with her son yesterday. It was her birthday, Bev, her name was. Yeah. And um, I called Bev yesterday and, and said day and wished her a happy birthday and said, Sam, like when are you going to come by and see me? I'm selling some knitting at um, at the retirement <laughs> <Nice>. village. <laughs> I said, well, when's it on? I'll put it in the diary. She said, oh, if you can come between 10 and 12 next Thursday. And I said, I'll be there, Bev. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, just, I mean, some people will think – some people do that for the wrong reasons yeah, um, more yeah. so. But I think c- certain little things like that, um, you know, we spoke about the sale price. You go, Sam, it was 12 months ago. I still can't believe it. Mm. Um, and it was one that it was another high density sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that one flew. I think it was the we, we had expectations around one five and it sold for one nine two. Jeez. So just it, it went. She won't forget that one. She won't. No, she won't. I spoke with Colin yesterday, who's um, in Apollo Bay. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, she certainly hasn't forgotten. But yeah. it's once again, it's those little human elements that I think really change. Mm. But not only that, it's it's not going to help you get to those figures. But yeah. I tell you what, it's going to make you really enjoy your job. Yeah. And um, and really take it to the next level again. Yeah. Most definitely. Going back to what we were talking about before, how you measure your goals and metrics, is there any particular tool or program that you use to help do this? I'm pretty old school. <laughs> so um, I've got a whiteboard yep. next to me in the office mm-hmm. and um, it'll be split into, you know, each month. 
Um, and I'll work out as far as figures go there what that is. But then naturally there's a goal of, you know, buying a, a beach house, which, mm. you know, as you guys know has been done now. So then mm. it's all about the next personal goal. Um, but then also it's all about, you know, a goal, you know, go on a holiday once a year, yeah. you know, <laughs> little things like that. Go and enjoy your time, um, you know, have a holiday, you know, spend more time with family, you know, read a certain amount of books. I hate reading books but um, <laughs> it's always been there. Never been one I've been able to tick off but it's always at the top of mind. But, yeah, um, yeah the metrics, there's all different. So it's just, as I say, financial, um, personal, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, yeah, they're on the whiteboard yeah. and they sit in front of me all the time. And um, it's really old school that way, no special programs. We love a good whiteboard though. We, yeah. we Whiteboards, you know, whiteboards are just writing a list of things, you know, and always don't, ev- don't need everything in the cloud. You can have things oh, in front of you. I'm old, yeah, I'm old school. <laughs> so like if you go into my office, you'll see like I've got like um, a A4 piece of paper taped to my desk and it will be like the chase list typically yeah, of yeah. Who's, who's coming out and it's there every, top of mind and I, I do it every day yeah. because it just refreshes my memory of how can I benefit these people, mm. how can I add value mm. and, and, and what, can we, can, what can we offer them at that time. Mm. So, and then old school to-do list on an A4 piece of paper, yeah. you know, not breaking any new grounds, it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's okay. But it's, it's, it's just something that works for me. I've always just done. And so what does the future hold for you? Have you thought about, you know, is real estate going to be you for for a couple more years? What's your personal goals and professional goals in the, in the future? Yeah, it's to continue to grow um, the business, but also the people within the business. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing because naturally that's where the biggest growth will come from. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm in it for long haul. You're in it. I mean, yeah, I've been <laughs> it since I was 19, and I'm only well, I'm 27 now. So, yeah. um, no, not for the foreseeable future. I'll be getting out of real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously there'll be a time in in life where you you might want to do different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've um, I've dabbled in some of the development with a few of my business partners as well, yeah. and doing. I think it's really important to do things like that. Mm. And you know, money's great, but it's probably more for the experience yeah. and being able to relate to people um, and just buying a property recently, mm-hmm. um, you've, you're back in the buyer's shoes. And we yeah. had a chat about it before where it's almost like you, you remember what it's like to be a buyer yeah. and then you remember the emotions you go through. Um, so I think it's and, – and it was a really sort of clo- – or closing doors, opening doors, whichever doors you yeah. want to <laughs> One of those moments anyway where you sort of like um, – you, the next buyer I spoke to the next day, it's like, guys, I've, I understand. I've yeah. been where you are. And I think that's probably one thing that um, is missing from from agents mm. and I'm sure you guys can relate as well that there's no real humility with it um, and you um, being a buyer's advocates and agents and representatives that you have to harness all that stress mm. mm-hmm. and you have to manage it all <laughs> as well. Um, and And it's hard. I know we missed out a couple of weeks ago and um, my other half couldn't get over it. So it was um, was tricky. Yeah, it is. And it's sort of a newfound respect um, for for buyers Mm. um, and sort of just opens your eyes up, say, hey, don't be a real estate agent, be a person (laughs) and and try and help them out. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Just in closing, do you have any advice for any of our listeners that may be wanting to join real estate soon? Yeah, get into it. Get into it. I think um, I think one thing I learned is you have to be either all in or all out. Mm. That, that's the thing. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. It really isn't. 
it's hard to hear that all the time. Mm. Um, but I think it's a great industry for people that are wanting to get into it. It's highly rewarding. It's highly stressful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's, it's really rewarding. So I think, yeah, for people that are wanting to get into real estate, I think certainly inquire. I think the biggest thing, and you've probably heard this before and you guys probably both know this as well, but I think you really need to work with a great mentor. Mm. Someone's going to teach you the right way because there's a lot of people in our industry that don't do it the right way or, or the ethical way. Mm. So I think having a mentor there that you can bounce things off all the time is probably the biggest thing and then, um, yeah, jump in the ring and, and away you go. Yeah, you got to try it. Try it before you decide if you like it pretty much, don't exactly. you? Exactly. You're not going to know otherwise. No textbooks for real estate really, is there? <laughs> no, it's day by day, day yeah. by day. That's yeah. it. Well, congratulations on your most recent purchase. That's awesome to hear. And um, we look forward to seeing some updates on Insta about what that looks like with renovations. Um, we'll be sure to put your Instagram handle in the show notes as well so people can check it check it out and check you out as an agent as well to see what you're up to. Um, but really appreciate you sharing with us your journey. Um, and I'm sure anyone who's either in the industry or thinking about getting into the industry would have got some benefit from today. So thank you so much. No worries. Thanks, ladies. Appreciate your time.